Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. Before we get into our passage this week, Heritage Bible Church wants to announce to you ladies an upcoming opportunity. Our 2019 Ladies Conference will be held on Friday, September 20th through Saturday, September 21st. This year's theme is Living Wise in a Foolish World. You can find out more and sign up on our website at www.hbc-boise.org. That's www.hbc-boise.org. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we'll be concluding Chapter 1 in the book of Mark, where Jesus encounters a leper. Not only did lepers carry the visible marks of a horrible disease, but according to Old Testament law, it caused them to be essentially shut off from the rest of society. So what did this man have to do to get an audience with Jesus? And what was Jesus' response? Did he rebuke him for breaking Old Testament law and getting too close to the crowd? Well, Pastor Jim will explain the scenario and what we should learn from it this week. Here is today's portion of the sermon entitled, Desperation Meets Compassion. Come with me, if you would please, to the last little paragraph in the Gospel of Mark. Lord willing, this morning we will look at verses 40 through 45 and complete this chapter. Now, I I want you to get a sense of the scene that is described in our passage for today. You might think in terms of how Luke, Gospel writer Luke, summarized the whole segment of Jesus' ministry that was sort of the the midpoint of it, the, the, the backbone of it, if you will. It's called the Great Galilean Ministry about 18 months that he focused almost everything he did in the northern region of Galilee. And in Luke chapter 6, verse 19, he throws in this little comment about what was happening there. He says, And all the people were trying to touch him, for power was coming from him and healing them all. It was quite a scene wherever Jesus went. Now, in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you have only a sampling of the myriad healings that Jesus did. It was clearly in the thousands. We don't know how much. It was, it was even said that He banished disease from Galilee during His ministry there. But it's important to understand, not one of these healings was ever the main point. Keep that in mind. Jesus' purpose for His entire earthly ministry is what we saw Him say last time we got together. Remember, after the Sabbath day, He'd been to the synagogue on the Sabbath, He'd preached the gospel, He had cast out a, a demon from a demon-possessed man who was, who, who was there in the synagogue. Then He'd gone to <laughs> Peter and Andrew's house, He'd healed Peter's mother-in-law, 
And then as soon as the sun went down, the Sabbath was over and people could travel further and they could carry things. And they started bringing sick people to Jesus. And there was this mob outside Peter's house. Not a mob in a bad sense, but this huge group of people. And he was healing them all. He got up the next morning, early in the morning, before anybody else, and he he went off by himself to pray. His disciples found him, and they they told him about huge crowds of people that were gathering around Peter's house again. Actually, of course, because they had heard about all the healings from the day before. Now, Jesus said something that is completely contrary to our intuition, completely contrary to anybody who does um, evangelistic ministries these days. If they said, well, there's a huge crowd here that wants to see you, we'd run there. What did What did Jesus say? We saw this last time, verse 38 of Mark 1. He said to them, let us go somewhere else. (laughs) Let's go to the towns nearby so that I may preach there also, for that is what I came for. Jesus came to preach. To preach what? To preach the gospel. To preach, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And everything you'll find in Mark is directly related to his purpose for the book. He gave us the title of the book in what we call verse 1, Mark 1.1, 1, 1, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Everything here shows that he is the Son of God, he is the Christ, he is the Messiah, and it's about the gospel, the good news of salvation through him. Now Mark 1, this first chapter, concludes with the record of one more healing that Jesus did for the purpose of validating his preaching of the good news of salvation. Now, I want to dive right in by having you notice how the passage begins. And I want to give you some background for this, and then we'll look at these uh, specific six verses. Mark chapter 1, verse 40 says, And a leper came to Jesus, beseeching him, and falling on his knees before him, and saying, If you are willing... You can make me clean. A leper came to Jesus. Out of all the others, Mark picked out this one because it is significant. Remember, I've told you that as you read about miracles that are recorded in Matthew and Mark and Luke, or even the the few that John did, uh, Luke, being the beloved physician, as Paul calls him, often gives more medical details about the healing and the situation of the healing. Luke 5.12 says that this man was covered with leprosy. So he didn't just have a spot on the back of his hand. It says he was, he was covered. It was apparently an advanced case of leprosy. Now, what is leprosy? Well, leprosy gets a fair amount of ink devoted to it in the Old Testament. The word itself comes from a, a Greek word that means scale or scaly, which describes the, the outward appearance of uh, a person with the disease. The skin gets disfigured. Now, we have to be honest and say it's not possible to, with absolute precision, nail down exactly what disease this man has. But we know that leprosy goes back to ancient Egypt, where it was called um, by, that, by that name. And um, they've even found the, um, the bacteria that cause leprosy in a mummy. So don't mess with the mummy. Um, Uh, We can only say that he was covered with it 
and he was desperate for relief. Now, the Hebrew word in the Old Testament that's translated leprosy is, uh, is fairly broad. It could include many kinds of, sin, of skin disease, as could that word scaly. Could, cover, could, come from, could come from lots of different things, ranging from relatively mild and temporary to something life-threatening. Now, that said, that we can't be 100% sure exactly what it is, it's pretty likely, at least it appears from the description in the text, that this man had the most serious of that range of diseases. It has been labeled in modern times Hansen's disease, because it was a doctor named Hansen who isolated it and identified the, the two bacteria that cause this condition. Now, in Bible times... They didn't have a blood test. They didn't have a way to culture bacteria. They didn't have any way to make a precise diagnosis. All that could be done was to observe the outward symptoms and treat the person accordingly. Now, since Hansen's disease and and many other things uh, that may have uh, well fallen under that label leprosy are all contagious in one or more ways... The Old Testament law included what, accounted to, what amounted to a, a system of isolation or quarantine for keeping lepers from infecting others. Hansen's disease is a long-term infection. There are two different bacteria that I guess cause different uh, kinds of this. Initially, infections are without symptoms, And they typically remain that way for 5 to 20 years. So if you caught leprosy, you didn't remember where you got it, unless you'd hugged a leper or something like that. Uh, Symptoms that develop include developing granular masses on, uh, on the nerves, the respiratory tract, the skin, and the eyes. It's an ugly thing. As the disease attacks nerves, one of the phenomena that it can produce is a lack of ability to feel pain. That's why there is often the loss of parts of extremities due to repeated injuries and infections due to unnoticed wounds, and the infection can be ground in rather deeply into the tissues. Other phenomena are weakness and poor eyesight, common symptoms of leprosy. Leprosy is spread between people. Even with modern technology, they're not precise about all the ways it can be spread, but uh, it's thought to occur uh, through a cough or contact with fluid from the nasal passages of the infected person. Uh, Leprosy occurs more commonly in groups of people that live in extreme poverty. You would expect that since it is a bacterial disease. And poverty can go hand in hand with lack of sanitation. Now, in case you start itching while we're describing this passage, um, let me assure you it's highly unlikely that you're going to contact leprosy. In um, in 2015, there was about 200,000 known cases of it that year. I read online that as of 2013... 14 countries contained 95% of the globally reported leprosy cases. Uh, India, the greatest number of them, 59%, followed by Brazil, 14%, Indonesia, 
8%. And the pockets with the highest prevalence are in Brazil, South Asia, especially India, Nepal, and Bhutan. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.